We watched Holla 2. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. Greetings, Moon Goons. What's up? Welcome to the next episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me is my co-host, best friend, the host with the most, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Hey, 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 hey. Let me holler at you. Let me holler at you. We watched Hollow 2. Yeah, we did. My God. It is Black History Month still in February, and we are giving you a double dose, double dose of Black History Movies, no, they're not black. We're not doing roots or anything like that. Just urban, you know, uh, horror movies. Urban ones, horror. Ones that suck and are horrible. Oh, and this movie sucks. We found them. Uh, but before we get into uh, the movie and the information on it, uh, let's cover a little basic uh, house cleaning. Uh, we are in the midst of our horrible horror March movie madness. I know it's not March yet, but deal with it. Uh, so we just we're wrapping up, getting close to the end of round one. So this week's matchups. We saw Bloody Mary 3D put a beat down on Chud. So Bloody Mary moving on. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. Uh, then we saw Night of the Dead slash Friday 13 take on Scare Zone. And moving on is Night of the Dead. Uh, Friday 13. Friday 13th. Ron Jeremy. Ron, the Ron Jeremy one. Uh, that was a David Sterling one, just like Bloody Mary. Yeah. So that's going to give us a, a Sterling versus Sterling matchup in uh, round two. It'll be Bloody Mary versus uh, Night of the Dead. Anyway, and then... We had Jack Frost, the killer snowman, take on Alice in Murderland. Now, this one was a little close, but I was disappointed. and I didn't vote, but uh, moving on to my disappointment is Alice in Murderland. That movie fucking sucks, though. I had come to the conclusion in my head that that movie was so nonsensical, it was genius. Because it moved... It, <laughs> That well, it, it, if I remember correctly, you were close yes. to saying it was so bad it's Oh, bad I said it. I did say that. I totally you, said it was so bad it's good. Because uh, it, if you look, it mirrors the Jabberwocky poem, a nonsensical poem in a nonsensical movie. I think it's borderline genius. Uh, but anyway, we do have to solve one. The final uh, final bracket for this week was New Year's Evil taking on Slaughterhouse Massacre. Mm. Uh, this one we have to we we have to uh, solve this one right now. It, it was a tie, so um, Slaughter. slaughterhouse was the one with um, the the killer who looked like a smallpox oh, victim, yeah, yeah, but had the yeah, yeah. awesome like near triple X porn opening. <laughs> uh, and then New Year's Evil, we should remember that one. That yeah. was pretty memorable. Well, I already know my vote. Well, what's your vote then? Well, my vote is slaughterhouse massacre. Slaughterhouse that movie massacre. Was awful. Uh, New Year's Evil. I. Liked it. If I remember, I said so bad it's good. Yeah, um, I kind of agree with you. If I was, I, I came down. To, um, if I had to watch one of these movies on deserted islands, only what was the one I had to watch? I think I would go New Year's Evil as my as well because it, it's got 
it's got that music that grows on you. Yeah. And, yeah. and you do have the, the bag of weed death, <laughs> which yeah. was unique. Killed by a bag of weed. And, um, and it also breaks the, 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 the high girl. I mean, the movie's got boobs in it, too. Yeah. But you know, now, I got to give Slaughterhouse uh, Massacre that intro. Is that, yeah. That, that I was about to say, that's the saving grace of that movie is that, like, just watch the first five minutes of that movie and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, it was like that's like vivid or wicked directed that five minutes of that movie. Um, so all right, there you go. Slaughterhouse Massacre. We'll move on to round two. Um, so this next this upcoming week brackets are the final four brackets of round one, and we'll have well, as we see Shocker taking on Thanks Killing, with Sweatshop going up against Splatter University, Christmas Slay taking on Slaughter High, and in the final round of Final match of round one, we have Halloween Resurrection taking on Stitches. And that will close out round one. All right. All right, so moving on to Hala 2. This movie had more goddamn taglines than it knew what to do with. And it, <laughs> it had like five or six taglines that went through. It had more than Happy Birthday to Me. Happy Birthday to Me had the longest one. Okay. But this one, I think, had for us pure quantity, I think this one has more. What we got? We have Trust No One. She's back and she's mad as hell. She was dead, but she got better. That was like a ripoff of Monty Python. Like yeah. I don't get that. This time, nobody is safe. That bitch ain't dead! <laughs> I like that one. And killing is kind of addictive, which seems to be the one they went with on most of the posters yeah. I've seen. But, <laughs> that bitch ain't dead! I was like, what? Well, at the end of Hollow 1, yeah. Hollow, we know she wasn't dead. Yeah, we know she wasn't dead. Yeah. You know that bitch ain't dead? Yeah, we know it. Shit. <laughs> So it, the movie was released on April nineteenth of in uh, twenty thirteen. Uh, this actually got a limited theatrical release; like it was in theaters. Oh. Yeah, uh, you can find it on Amazon where it's streaming right now for like a two ninety nine or three dollar okay. rental for like three days. It's like a three day rental or something. Like um, again, it's written and directed by H M Coakley, who did the first one as well. He wrote, produced, and directed this. This was like his his passion project, his baby. His baby girl, if you uh, yeah, think about. Yeah. <laughs> throw, throw back to throw back. Yeah. Um, cast wise, not much to. Uh, there's some interesting tidbits about the cast, but most of them are pretty. Who, who does a fucking magnet? They have doll face. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say you actually know who that. Is. I was gonna bring that up because I was like, I don't know. Um, again, the only. Uh, let's see. There's a woman by the name of Masa, Masasa Mo- Moyo. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm butchering that name. That yeah. Um she was she she had voiceover work in uh, Team America World Police oh, nice. which, which is an awesome movie. And another X-Men connect. She did X-Men Legends, the video game and she voiced Psylocke. We got a lot of X-Men. I know, it's weird. It's like all so many people worked on like X-Men games. Um X-Men just love shitty horror movies. Like yeah, uh the white girl in this movie, she's got a lot of credits, a lot some big name stuff, but she's almost always just like a a bit part or and 21 of her credits are like all dancing or background dancers. She's so she's a, some kind of dancer. Um, and then the only thing I'm going to mention, a few other things I'll mention was uh, Greg Sipes, Sips. I don't know. He plays Tony or Anthony. He has 99 credits, but a bit, you know, but a bitch ain't one, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, hit ain't one, I should say. Uh, almost all remote. Uh, voiceover acting stuff, but again, he did some neat. Um, he's voiceover some big things. He, he's the new voice of Michael, all the new Ninja Turtle stuff. Okay. He's the new Michelangelo, like every new cartoon video game. He's like the Michelangelo now. 
And then he did some other stuff where he did Iron, he voiced Iron Fist and a lot of Marvel cartoons and video games, along with the Teen Titans, where he does Beast Boy. And then we have Kylie Williams, Kaylee or Kylie Williams, who was in the House Bunny with Anna Ferris, which we did last weekend, Lovers Lane. Lovers Lane. And then the other one is Vanessa Bell Calloway. She's got 119 credits. She goes back a long way. Um, stuff like Cheaper by the Dozen, Crimson Tide, Coming to America. She's in that. And she's also in Daylight with Sylvester Stallone. So it's some big, some big budget mo- movies this she's been in. Be, uh, the mo- like, I call her Mama Bear. That's all I know. I just call her Mama Bear. And the only thing, the last thing I'm going to mention, because it's just so weird that why, I don't understand why this happened, is Monica in this movie. It's the same. We follow Monica from the first movie in this movie, but it's played by a completely different person. She's played by the uh, Kylie Williams, the house bunny girl. But what am I? Okay, fine. But at the same time, they brought back Shelly Boone, who played Monica in the first one, just to come back and play the killer Veronica. Like, what happened? Why didn't they play? I, that's just weird to me. Like, why did they just play? The- well, we'll get into it, baby. Well, even with what happened, it's like they, they still could have brought back the regular, whatever. It's It was weird. I don't, I didn't get it. So, all right, moving on to the movie proper. Movie, here we go. Boom. Holla! Two. Thank you. All right, it opens with shots downtown Los Angeles and, and, you know, just filler. And then title cards that fill, basically just fill you, us in on the backstory for anybody who hasn't seen the first one. And it says this movie takes place six years after the events of the first movie. The killer Veronica St. John vanished after going on a killing spree where she murdered eight people while attempting to murder her twin sister, Monica. And then the cards say that the only survivors were Monica and her cousin, Troy, which I'm like, fuck you, holler, get your shit right. It's wrong. It's wrong. Because it's Dwayne's cousin. Yeah. In the first movie, they established it's Dwayne's cousin, Troy, not Monica's cousin. So they already fucked that up. So I don't know if maybe that's a black thing, if that's like, if you marry somebody, maybe they didn't get married. But they didn't get married. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, they get married, and like, so all of a sudden, is my wife's cousin's now my cousin's? Is that how they look at it? I don't know. I think it's just laziness and bullshit. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, And then it says, six months later, Veronica has returned to finish the job. And I'm like, I just literally rolled this down. Holy fucking shit. We're only 28 seconds into this movie and it's already fucked up. Yeah. One, the name, first of all, Veronica St. John just screams horror and dread. That's a shitty name for a horror movie killer. And then we already talked about how Troy was strange color. And then third thing is the very first line reads six years later. And now it says six months later. Which is it? Six years? Six months? What's the six months from? If it's six, what is going on? I was confused by that too. Get your shit together, Holla. Yeah, it took me a minute. I still can't figure it out to this day. I, I watch. I'm like, I, I don't fucking know what. So this is the way I got it, especially after watching the whole movie to explain everything. But it, it's so right now we're taking six months after the original Holla one murder. That's where we're starting right off the bat. Okay. So that's that's where that's where this starts, and then we we cut to. Um, police, two police officers pull up and they're knocking on the door. All right. Um. Yeah. Let's. Uh. Yeah, okay. That's, that's. It's six months after the original murders. Police officers show up. Okay. That's fucking confusing as hell. It make that. I I do want to make a disclaimer on the my notes for this right for this episode. Um. Normally I watch the movie a few times. Like I watch it once all the way through, and then I'll go back and watch it a second time, 
and take my notes or a third time. This time I didn't do that. I just I just watched it take my notes straight through. So even though now I know what happens, my notes are written as I'm watching for the very first time. So there's some things that might come up that, you know. Um, Don't so, worry, I got your back. So anyway, we, yeah, we fade in on some a black kid playing basketball, no surprise there, and someone... <laughs> Someone wearing big old black like Timberland or military style boots. He like steps on the basketball as it rolls away. And he's like stop, and he stops the ball from over. The kid runs up, looks at this person, and gasps like, in Ooh. fear, like holy shit, and then runs away as his mom calls for him. Which again what? blows my fucking why? Yeah, why? why? Deformed, yeah, or... it, and once we find out who that person was, it's like why the fuck would you gasp and tear at this person? So. Anyway, as you're saying, now these two detectives pull up to this house, and they're looking for Monica from the first movie. Now, yeah, and then, this yeah. woman answers the door and says that Monica's resting. And we learn that this woman is the mother of Dwayne, Monica's murdered ex-fiance, ex, yeah, boyfriend, and who was killed in the first movie. Um, the detectives say that they have still have not found Veronica, but there was they did find a trail of blood that led into the woods. And they mentioned that she may have died in the woods and the animals may have get, gotten to her body. So they're setting that up. And he mentions that he does assign a few cops to watch over the people while um, this is going on. Like the person in black is just like lingering in the background and pacing up and down the sidewalk, either like right behind these detectives and like to the side of the ones in the background. So like these just more shitty cops. Like how do you like yeah. suspicious activity? You're, you're trying to protect a murder victim. There's a guy, person dressed in all black like. 10 feet away from you. They don't have very good situational awareness. No, no. they're awful. So, um, and a side note again, I'm here I'm still confused about the timeline here. Because if this is, like, you said if this is six months, if they're just now assigning cops to watch over Monica, that's something they should have done, like, immediately right after the murderers. I not know, yeah, six just, months later or six years or whatever's too, going even on. If it's six months later, you think that, like, the tension would start to die down. And they all seem just tense as hell. Like, it just happened yesterday. Yeah, exactly. That's what, yeah, exactly. It just seems so tense and like, oh, my God, if she could be around, if she's still alive. And you found a blood trail leading in the woods, and you just now decided to yeah, tell this yeah. six months later. If that blood trail would have been long gone if you just now found it. Fucking, That's what I don't get. Like, if this is supposed to be. Yeah, I don't fucking get yeah. this. I, two minutes in, I'm fucking lost. So the cops leave, and it cuts to a woman with her head completely wrapped in, like gauze bandages. She looks like fucking Darkman. Darkman, or like yeah. the, like you're, you're the Invisible Man, like yeah. the old like yeah. Universal My first Horror. I was just like, ooh, Darkman. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie. Um, we see the girl. This, she runs her fingers over a picture of Monica from the first movie and Dwayne, and then the woman I call Mama Bear throughout the rest of the movie. I just call her Mama Bear. She comes in. She tells. The girl in bandages. Monica, the cops are gone. Don't worry. You're all I have now. So this is Monica. Yeah, this is, yeah. So we find out this is Monica, this is Monica from the Monica first from the movie. First one, and her face is wrapped all crazy. Yeah. And they didn't say anything about it. My Nothing. My thought about it was just like, uh, does she hate looking at herself in the mirror because her twin sister killed all Correct. of her friends and everything? That was, it, didn't, it didn't explain. It didn't say why she's looking like fucking dark. That would actually be kind of a cool twist. Like, I, she can't stand looking at stuff because she, every t- she, even though it's her, she's yeah. just seeing the face of the she's killer. Seen, yeah, that's what I thought. That'd be like, kind of cool. Okay. Well, I think the idea is pretty cool. Come on. Yes. Trademark. Come 
<laughs> so that's that's what I was thinking. But they never explain the reasons because it's all wrapped up. Yeah, they don't explain it. And she says, I won't, you're all I have now. I won't let anyone take you away from me. Uh, then she gives Monica a heart-shaped locket with a picture of Dwayne in it. And so that, and that's key. That's really big. Yeah, she's like, I'll give you this locket and just, just promise me you'll never, never take, take it off. Exactly. I promise. Um, so, again, like, if this is Monica, like, why is she wrapped up in, like, a burn victim? I mean, because her face, in, in the first place, she's never really touched. Her face isn't cut. She's not scarred. There's no explanation. Six months later. So. Yeah. Anyway. Who fucking knows? So anyway, they they really hammer home the fact that this lock is a big deal. They don't ever take it off. I promise. I never will. And then we get a shot in the club. Yeah, we jump ahead later that night, and the scene shifts to a bar, nightclub, in the club. where there's some awful auto-tuned singer named Dollface is for sweet, sweet Dollface. Which apparently Aaron actually knows. I have no idea who this person so, is. Dollface, but. I believe, was an R&B singer from uh, the 90s. You know, it didn't really have an SWV type of hits or anything like that. But, yeah. the. Uh, I found later in the credits, Dollface, of course, they can't spell it. Normally, it's like P-H-A-C-E instead of F-A-C-E. Why you gotta be a hater, Mike? Because that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's just stupid. That's butchering the English why, language. Why you gotta be a hater? Uh, so it's horrible auto. It's so shit. bad. Like it's like okay, maybe I this is a white or I don't know about music, but when somebody's singing live, do they sound? Can they auto tune you yeah, live? Can, yeah. Okay, because I thought that's something that had to be done post. Because no. okay, it, anyway, it's still shitty and awful sounding. And now we meet Trey, girl one, a car because I never get her name, and a girl named Leela or Layla or something. Oh, it's Tatiana is the other one. Is it? I the don't reason I know fucking Tatiana know. Because it's a friend of my wife. Okay, um, so these two girls are like all over Trey, who's like you know, supposed to be like this big old. He's the player. Player, they're 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 all over. They, yeah, you know they they are. Big, they're like in like the big ass bitches. They're uh they're like in the, like the VIP section or something with the nice the uh, booth rope. velvet. Yeah. yeah, and we see this hooded figure in black lurking around in the alleyways, looking through the windows. And now keep in mind, Layla, who in this scene just is introduced to Troy, and it's like, hey, Layla, Troy, Troy, Layla, and. Now she's already like all over his junk, like kissing him and hugging all over him. Yeah, I mean, this. So the hooded figure goes inside, finds a pair of Mardi Gras masks, so just happen to be laying around in a nightclub. No, no rhyme or reason. That's not Mardi Gras. So you just hey, there's a mask here, and now we cut to we go back to Trey and the girls. They're pulling up to his in his garage in a jeep, and they're when they get they're obviously drunk off ass when they get they're stumbling. And like, like way to send a message, holler at least you know about drinking and driving and all that. But but like, hey, at least they got a real jeep this time. Call <laughs> <laughs> back to the first. Yeah. listen to it if you have it. Um, so the fucker, the hooded figure, um, who we fucking know it's all we know it's Veronica, right. uh, which I don't. So I don't know why all the suspicion here. Like, just show her. So you know, she whips open a, a notebook. But she's sitting. A, yeah, she's sitting in her car across the street, watching them go inside. And yeah, she picks up the little. She opens up this notebook and it's got a list of names that are all crossed off. Yeah. Except for Monica's circled. Yeah. And the next one is Troy. Yeah. And she what? She crosses out Troy. Troy. Which again, I I you say because we see the names from first like Caprice, Johnny, um, and then it says Agent's girlfriend was another one. So that would have been Daffy, and um, so I assume is she? Are we to assume that she just came from killing Troy at this point? Because this is how again I'm writing it as I see it, so I'm like. Okay, because no, my guess because young sir, well, spoiler, Tro- Troy isn't in this movie. 
young sir, I guess, was too busy or got too much. He got too big from the first one. He decided he wanted more money. Yeah, maybe got locked up. Um, so, or he got an ego. Like he's, I, I ain't doing this. And so she goes in. She follows them inside the house. And the tray and the girls are making out in their underwear. Uh, we do see Layla's boobs, big old boobies. And, putting, and they got music on loud. Oh, they are bla- yeah, blasting, blasting the music. And Veronica goes and gets a kitchen, a knife from the kitchen. And this it pisses me off. This is a wasted film shot here. She gets halfway down the hallway, turns around, goes back to the kitchen, replaces the knife she has with a bigger one. Which is what they kind of did in the first one, too. Yes. If you remember, she's going through, she's, like, rifling through the drawer looking for the But these that way is the drawer. Like, she didn't like, ha- go, like, halfway down the house and then come back for it. Yeah. Like, why it's even no show time. that? Why? That's waste of film, time, and money. Just have her pick up the fucking big one in the first place. Or, like you said, grab the small one originally. Like, and then she sees the big one, drops the small one, pick up the bigger one. Oh, God. This so this is what pisses me off, though, too, is that, okay, so they got the people making out, quiet storm music, the music's loud, and they're hot and heavy, and they're making out, they're about ready to get free, some freaky deaky action going on. And then the one girl go, and, and then you see Veronica sneaking around the kitchen, and she's pretty quiet. There's nothing loud happening. She's not making noise, bumping or, you know, knocking shit over. And out of nowhere, you know, girl number two, Tatiana was her name, she all of a sudden goes, I heard something. Did someone else hear? I heard something. How the fuck did you hear this? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I actually bring that up. But uh, yeah, Buzz, like, this movie is making my blood pressure boil. And we're not even, like, ten minutes into she it yet. Hears, she hears this noise. And she's like, is someone else in here? And Dave's like, oh, no, baby, don't worry. She's like, no, I hear someone. I'm going to go check. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I agree with you. Blaring ass music. She hears, like, this tiniest of little things. Yeah, and she's like, I hear you. And she goes outside looking for someone else. Yeah, and so girl one leaves. <laughs> Which, which Tatiana. Wanted, Tatiana, and she leaves the three way to go check on it, and tro- she leaves Troy, Trey, and Layla's continue going at it. Um, not seeing anything, Tatiana heads back to the bedroom, but now the door is locked. All of a sudden, it's like, like what? Veronica creeps up behind her with the knife raised, wearing the the Mardi Gras Mardi mask with the black hood. And then Tatiana goes whap, throws yeah. it straight right. So she sneaks up behind her, knife raised, and Tatiana's like, "Fuck that shit." whack just punches her right in the face and then she makes her run for it yeah which was kind of funny like i i thought i did think that was kind of funny she so she takes off um hearing girl tatiana scream layla comes out but she gets her slow through almost immediately yeah, she, F- comes out, she comes out to going like tatiana she comes out sees tatiana and tatiana's like Watch out, Layla, behind you! And that's when Veronica comes behind her, slits her throat, and she falls. And that's when Tatiana runs away. And we never see her again. No. She gets away. No, that's right. We don't. Um, so, yes, yeah, exactly. Tatiana runs away. And so, I just lost, totally lost my place nose. Um, she. Layla got her throat slit. Yeah. And then the, you see some. Oh, Veronica drags the body away. Why are, why, yeah, you see her dragging away. <laughs> and and that's, that's when we pan back to Trey, who's like, yeah, exactly. Come on, where are these bitches? He says bitches like twelve times. He's like bitches, where are my bitches? Oh, where are the bitches at? I'm like Jesus Christ. And like, apparently, there's like, yeah, there's like no sound consistency consistency to this this house for some reason. Uh, it's just because he didn't hear shit. No, he yeah. didn't hear shit. But girl one heard the smallest noise over his bland rap and music. He had a screaming. There's a murder that occurs, and he's just like, where are my bitches? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he gets up, going to look for his bitches. 
No one to be found except there's a big pool in the blo- blood on the floor, and it, which prompts him to say, "Oh shit, someone having their period." Yeah. What? Well, I'm like, what? That's oh, that's so bad. So that's your thought process. You see a pool of blood on the floor, and you're like, oh man, these bitches are having their period. Over yeah. Here. And oh. again, we get another really shitty visual effect as he gets stabbed to the chest from behind. It's, uh, like, a, it's like a really shitty computer graphic. Yeah, it's it's bad. Like it's almost like somebody's trying to do really bad 3D here or something like that. Right, right. And Veronica stabs him again for good measure. So he, he's standing there and he gets stabbed from behind up to the chest. Yeah. He falls to the floor and Veronica stands over him and will, bam hits him one more time with her with her butcher knife for one more. And then measure. she removes her mask and says, "Remember me? You're not Troy." And yeah. she looks at him for a moment and says. One lucky motherfucker. Then stabs him in the head again, killing him. Roll opening credits. So now the the film jumps to Miami, Florida, present day. And I'm like, what the fuck? I thought we just watched the present day again. Because I'm I'm so, like I said, I'm I'm writing this down as I'm watching. So this is just my train of thought. As I'm going on, and to, sh- to show you how confusing this movie is. So, Marshall, basically, it's six years later. That's the way I look at it. It's six years later. It's not. That's the way it is. So we're back at another bar slash nightclub where the group Rhapsody Rhapsody are singing slash playing while people dance in slow motion for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was weird. it was it was almost like uh, the Matrix Two when they have that rave scene. Yeah, know, it's like everyone's like in slow motion. And you know what? I didn't mind this song. I actually liked the song. I thought the song was pretty good. Um. So. <laughs> it's like it kind of had like a Jamaican kind of beat to it, you know, and it was like a rap with a little bit of singing in it. I liked it. Um, it just took me a while. Like, I just never said why the, the slow motion dancing. But so once the song's over, we learn that the female lead singer is getting married to someone, a member in the band this this upcoming weekend. And now we start interge- meeting the, this new cast of characters. Um, one of them is the biggest wigger spoda I have <laughs> Ever seen this guy makes Eminem look like a prep school kid. I it's over the top bad on this guy. Uh, and they're all sitting around table, they're talking about the upcoming wedding weekend and the co bachelorette slash bachelor party that they have that two of the girls have planned out. And the big thing is that the guys will strip for the girls, and then in turn, the girls will turn around and strip for the guys, but. No titties. Yeah, yeah. Like, they they kind of say that. It's like, sucks. no <laughs> stripping, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, whatever. But still, the whole idea is bullshit anyway. Yeah, the fact really that you dumb. already didn't, like, you're getting married in a matter of days. Yeah. And you didn't tell anybody that there's no bachelor party because apparently Slick, the Who's best man, he's a, he's, a, he's a dick. He's a dick. Yeah, he's movie. a dick in this whole movie. He's like, man, I had plans at the Magic Titty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the strip club <laughs> is a Magic Titty. This is what, uh... Confuse me because our thing about Slick is the bride's name. They just call her Mo as for a long time, mm-hmm. and I swear I thought she was marrying Slick, who's a complete jackass, because he's the one who says, "What about my bachelor party?" Yeah, he says, "My bachelor party." But I guess is the best man, best man, like as you know, yeah, plan bachelor parties, and it's like, but that, it was just confusing yeah. when he says, "My, my bachelor, bachelor party. party." Yeah. So, um, there's also a gay guy in the group, and one of the guys mentions that his cousin. Who Slick thinks is Superfly was a stripper. Who was a stripper, but is now an actor, and I believe that's called being a porn star. You <laughs> 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 go from stripping to acting. So anyway, Mo's mom's Mama Bear shows up 
at this club with desserts for everyone? Yeah. Like, who brings desserts to a nightclub? I don't know. <laughs> it's like a whole tray of cupcakes or something. It was really weird. Like, okay, so you have, it's the band Rhapsody and Friends basically chilling out of this yeah. table. Well, they're like, I thought they were all in the band, except for like. Well, a couple of them weren't. Yeah, a couple of them, know? yeah. So, they're all chilling at the table and, you know, having drinks and talking. And then Mama Bear shows up and everyone's like, oh, the food's so good. The food's so good. Did she, did she own the place? Or, I, she... I thought the same thing. Like. Does she perhaps work at the nightclub? And it was she's brought, and it's so weird. You got no hint. It's like apparently she like walks over, like gives a bunch of food to him, and yeah, yeah. So I don't get. It. Anyway, we're moving ahead to now the to the driving scenes. Every they're in their SUVs and cars. They're multi, you know convoying it up to where or south wherever they're going. Mm, 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 mm. And before we get there, I'm sorry. Back at the club, Mama Bear's oh. serving the food, and then she's like, "Yeah, so she's like, oh, your dress is gonna look beautiful, Mo." And then she goes, "What? What? What about the dress that I I picked out for you? Mama Bear has a dress that she wants Mo oh, to yeah, wear, it's, uh, and Mo's like, oh, I'm was, sorry, it, Mo, Mama, it was Mama Bear's mother's dress, so Dwayne's grandmother's wedding dress that she wanted Mo to wear, which and that kind of gets it, but we find out Mo. Is Monica? Well, don't spoil it, Martha. Well, you just did. No, I didn't. Ugh, anyway, Not really. anyway. Well, spoiler. Mo, Mo is Monica. Who's now short for Monique, who goes by Mo, is Monica, who had facial reconstructive we'll, yeah, surgery. We'll get well, that yeah, we'll get that shit later. Um. But anyway, yeah, so, so she wants her to wear the, the dress. family heirloom. Dress. Yeah, but she's not going to do it. No. So Mama Bear's feelings are hurt. Yeah. Uh. So during these driving scenes. Uh, I bring it up because you see in the backseat the gay guy is texting on his phone, and I just happen to pause it right on the text message, just because I was like, I want you know I want to say, oh, who is he texting? Maybe it's a character. You no, know, is it important information? And I was, and it, <laughs> but the message he was sending and receiving were from H M Coakley's phone, which is the right director because it says at the top of the phone H M Coakley. <laughs> so what does the text say? Oh, it was like, um, can't wait to suck your dick tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember what it was say what the, the text actually said. I just, but but I didn't know. It so was, is H M Coakley on the download? Yeah, but it's, and then the date. This is where it got really fucked up. Where they screwed up. It was on June twenty third, two thousand twelve, which is fine if it's a summer wedding, no problem there. But the, it was sent at eight fifty eight p.m. and they're clearly driving like one o'clock in the afternoon. Wow, we're getting <laughs> we're getting real clinical of your shit, H M Coakley. I'm just saying, if you're gonna show a close-up of a text message like that that's going to take up the entire screen, get the details right, or it throws everything off. Damn. Marshall be really going deep. I, He's even scrutinizing the text I'm messages. I'm sorry, but this movie angers me in so many ways. Like, I hate it. Uh, so they make a pit stop at some random gas station. Mo runs off, just, I guess, to the bathroom, and Slick and one of the guys whose name, at this point, I still don't know, talk about how Unnamed guy here hasn't had sex with Mo since they got six engaged months. Six months ago, so it's just like Halloween. I'm like, I'm like, hmm, this seems very familiar. Yeah, it's like this man. People was like they just don't get laid. Or this... but some people love Monica, but she don't put out. She does not do anything. What is what does she do? My God. Yeah, and this is where I, again I'm just wrote down. I can't, I'm really confused about characters and their relationships. So I'm wondering why the hell Dwayne's mother, who is she's in her forties. Is hanging out with this group of people in their twenties. This made no sense to me. And there's another thing. And this it, is where I finally realized that Mo was Monica. This yeah. is where it clicked to me. 
um, without the bandages on. And I don't understand this at all. I really don't because I'm also not sure. The, I want, I'm still not sure the guy, the name is of the person she's engaged to. Uh, I don't understand why Monica's dead ex-boyfriend's mother is hanging out with her in the first place. That's just weird and creepy. Um, and it's got to be weird for the new guy to have her ex-boyfriend's mother hanging around all the time. And Mama Bear comes across so overbearing and protective and untrusting of everybody. She doesn't like anybody in this movie. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Monica's, you know, has wearing this locket with Dwayne's picture in it, and even though she's engaged, this other guy, that's just fucking weird. Yeah. How would, I mean, how would you feel? You're married. That, that- oh, that pissed Well, it, it, yeah. it's tough to say considering Dwayne was murdered. It wasn't like a relationship went wrong, you know, or yeah. someone broke up or someone cheated on somebody or you know, he was murdered and she was going to be with him. And he was murdered in cold blood. So honestly, I would have, I don't know if how I'd feel about her I don't know. I don't think it'd be that big a deal, honestly. Okay. I really don't. I really don't. I mean, it's not like she's wearing it. It's open all the time. Like, look at this guy. You know, it's closed. And I, I think I'd let it if slide. It was, again, if it was, if we're back to the six month stage or whatever it was, or a few, like, but six years is time to, like, okay, time to move on. Marshall, she promised to never take it off. Yeah. And another thing about this movie that they totally threw away from the first movie is that they never once mentioned the fact that Monica apparently has left her hit sitcom baby girl right to pursue basically become a senior in a crappy bar band is basically what it is well they don't they don't they don't ever let that she changes her name she changes her whole identity she doesn't want to be known as monica anymore even she doesn't i would still say good script writing we as an audience know that's monica and if you watch the first you know she was a big tv star they some like people tv stars just don't up and disappear in this day and age something would happen be said in the news or she at least comment on say how it, they just sweep it under the rug. Complete wash. Yeah. So they finally all arrive at the Douglas Plantation House, which on its sign in the movie is listed as the oldest standing structure in Florida, which is bullshit. Oh, it's it the oldest standing structure or oldest standing, uh, structure. you know, Civil War. Oldest standing structure in All right. Florida. I, I can't. And you know. so this leads this time to this episode's educational moment. Did it say Southern Florida? It just said Florida. Sure didn't say Southern Florida? Okay, fine. I give up, Marshall. Fine. It said Florida. Educate. The oldest standing structures in Florida are. Can I say it's in St. Augustine? Is it in St. Augustine? Yes. All, all three of these are in St. Augustine. Woo! Uh, Castillo de San Marcos, which is the oldest masonry masonry fortification in Florida, and possibly the U.S., um, built circa 1672 to 1695. Um, Fort Matanzas, I don't M A T A N Z A S, built circa 1740, is the is an old Spanish fort down there, and the Gonzalez uh, Alvarez House, built in circa 1723, is the oldest house in Florida. In St. Augustine, which is the oldest city or town in the country. Right. So, just fuck you, Holler. You can't even get your facts <laughs> right. God damn. I mean, it's God. People see it. People like We know this stuff. We do it right. So, we educate. Not only, again, do we like to entertain, we like to educate. educate. Yeah. So, anyway, one by one now, the rest of the, the cars are pulling up. They're all getting out, unloading their stuff. 
And the inside of this place, it's it kind of like a bed and breakfast. It's like a hotel museum historical thing because there's a lot of like historic like pictures and newspapers of like a lot covering mostly slavery. Um, there's dolls, newspaper articles, photographs. And the movie really makes a point to focus on a picture of a group of slaves called the Douglas 13. Right. Um, the owner of the plantation, hotel, and museum gives the group a small tour, lecture on the history of the place, and talks about the Gollywog ragdolls, which play a big part in this movie. Now, if anybody who doesn't know what the Gollywog ragdoll is, it's basically what started – nowadays, it's, it's considered very racist, um, but it's, it's- also – it's also uh, what kind of started the blackface, blackface movement. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically jet black mm-hmm. uh, with bright red bright, lips, big, big eyes, big white eyes. Um, they're basically kind of yeah. So and the ragdolls, yeah. Um, so this this guy who's you know the whole group arrives and like yeah, oh, check it out, check out the plantation. They're looking around and he's like, now let me talk to you here. You know, and he kind of reminds me of Charles Dutson. A yeah. little bit, but like he a cheap a, version yeah. of Charles Dutton. So he's basically the way I looked at it was he's laying down the ground rules of how you're going to get killed. You know, so he's basically saying he's like, now this here's plantation been here a long time. We have these rooms all over the place. Now your phones won't work yeah. here. You yeah. have to go outside for phones to work. Cell phones. He's basically work. telling you everything about this place, and you know, two miles down the road is the you know. Is the like ten minutes on the road or something like that? Is like the, the local local market. gas station. Yeah. Now I'll be Horatio, you know, who is this, his Mexican manservant speaks no English. He, he's like he understands English, but he does better than he speaks it, which never comes into play. No, never does. So he's like, he'll be here on the grounds. I will not be on the grounds. He'll be here, yeah, and he leaves. He leaves because he has like a weekend thing to do. It, and, but he done. basically says, "Your phones don't work. There's a creepy guy, Mexican guy here." Uh, don't touch the dolls, which basically is like, guess what? The dolls are going to play a big yeah, role in this. Yeah, it's it's just kind of like he's just basically explaining and everything the, for you. The next closest place is several minutes to a mile or whatever down two the road, miles away, kind of isolated. Mm-hmm. And then he takes off. Um, so after the owner leaves, a motorcycle cop shows up, and he's introduced as Michael. Uh, Claire's new boyfriend. Dude, this guy, I just called him Barbados Slim because <laughs> he looks exactly like from Barbados Slim from Futurama. If anybody knows that show, my God, he's just tall, dark, shaved head, kind of muscular. I was going to call him Black Chips, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Barbados Slim. Uh, so Monica... Dwayne's mom, Mama Bear, and the girl I call Rappy because she's the girl who raps in the band in the opening scene. I don't know her name. I just call, her, call Rappy. her Rappy. I call now, her Rappy. Again, there are how many people are in this house? Thirteen. Well, at the end it's thirteen, but I think right now there's my even. Be well, whatever, because Bar- yeah. Barbados Slim showed up. But anyway, to let you, the audience members at home, there's a lot of fucking people. Yeah, there's a lot. Of there's people. a lot of characters. And this even... time you don't even hear. They never really say each other's no, names. So it's no. like I don't. I just have like okay. She was the girl rapping in the band, yep. so she's rapping. Guy me. with the hat on backwards, you know. Yeah, yeah it's like there's there's black guy and white beater. That, exactly. That's what it's, it is. <laughs> there's so many people; it's hard to keep track. So, you know, those, white girl. You yeah, know, I mean, but, yeah. Uh, those three all head down to the mini mart, where an old black man is sitting outside playing the harmonica, and I'm assuming this guy's blind because he's wearing those giant like old person sunglasses at night. I mean, it's dark out. And he's wearing like those. Uh, God, they're fucking huge. Um, 
<laughs> it almost looks like he's wearing like an Oculus on his, on his face. <laughs> um, back at the house, everyone's sitting around a table, rolling joints and getting high. Everyone's just cheaping the shit. Yeah. They're hotboxing. It's a huge place, but, man, they're hotboxing it. Yeah, they are. There's so much smoke in this place. And uh, Super Spoda voices his concerns about smoking weed around the cop. And Barbado Slim. Monica's guy, who I still don't know his name, says, like, oh, the cops, his mother's new boyfriend so everything's cool he's cool so, as a fan so now we have two moms here and it turns out mom number two is claire would be claire and i would like to point out this time the fake laptop computer they have which is used to hide slash store their weed paper i love it papers, i love it it's so obvious it's got a removable keyboard yeah it would not fool anyone because it's like just cheap plastic but it's like i've never seen that before so yeah like, clever yeah so the only white girl whose name is Roslyn. She pulls Super Spoda aside for a trip to Pound Town. Now, our listeners, really quick, uh, Spoda is a regional term. So if there's any national listeners or even international listeners, uh, so Spoda means Spoda be black. So instead of, instead of you know, wigger, which is very common amongst, you know, the town. I don't like that term. I just yeah. don't. Ugh. So Spoda. So basically he's a white guy who's acting it's, like a black guy. Yeah, you're M&M's. You're, you're... Yeah, but Eminem's cool. So, but like that's him. very regional. It's very regional the St. Louis guess, area. Okay, well, I've I've met a lot of people around the country, and no one really knows that term. All right, well, again, you just got educated again. You got educated again. So, so here in St. Louis area, the term "spoda" is often meaning a guy, a white guy trying to act black. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, super spoda gets pulled aside to, for a little drive to Pound Town, and they head out into the woods, and now they start making out a. Um, against up against this tree, and Rosin says like she's like nope, stop it, no, I I can't. Uh, I've got too I, much on my mind. Yeah, I too much on my mind. She's kind of like the uh, manager of the band, I think. That's There's that's some, what I get. Yeah, I think like she's that. like the man, the band's manager. I you know I'll buy that. Sure. Because I, I, I have no other reason why she'd even be there, so why not? Uh, so I'm like, why the fuck did you even lead him on in the first place? And she's like, I can't do it. Why lead him out to the woods, start making out with them? And basically, when she pulls him away from the group uh, that's sm- sitting around smoking, she's like, hey, can I steal him away? i like, okay, yeah, you're getting I want to steal him away to cock tease him. Yeah, and she, and she's a total cock tease. And she's like, well, maybe not now. N- not now, but maybe later. And she runs off by herself. Mm-hmm. Now, Super Spoda hears noises coming from the woods, and he runs off. He's like, oh, shit, what's that? He takes off. Like, a, like, like I would as well. Yeah, which actually is a smart <laughs> thing to do. Um, back at the mini mart, Monica is talking to Mama Bear about being nicer to people, and especially her new boyfriend. And it's been six years since Dwayne's died. Mama Bear starts getting suspicious and real testy with Rappy all of a sudden because she was on the phone too long. Now there was a scene no earlier in the show that she snuck away and was also talking at the party. When they were at the party, when Mama Bear came up, she snuck away and talked on the phone, too. So there's twice they're showing Rappy sneak off and talk on the phone, which never, ever, ever comes into play in the movie. No. But it's like they show it specifically. Like, they had something planned, and they go, ah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm like, what's the business of hers if Rappy's on the phone? Who fucking cares? Just mind your business, Mama Bear. Damn, Mama Bear. And so they on the way out, they get stopped by the blonde harmonica player. And again, he this is like every... No, this is, this is, this is the best, because Monica goes to give money, put money in his little cup. The, the harmonica player grabs her wrist, and she goes, ooh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, you surprised me. I thought you were blind. And he goes... 
well, I can see just fine, but my eyes don't work. Yeah, exactly. Which is a total, like, Yogi Berra kind of line. I loved it. <laughs> I was like, that's good. I like that. Uh, so, she and he, this way, we see, like, every other, like, I say every other, but it's a very common trait to have, like, the, you know, the wise old person or the creep. The creepy, wise, creepy old person, or, like or just the yeah, or right, right, right. Like, oh, so they they say he's like, oh, he, it's like, oh, we're staying at the Douglas Plantation house, and he then he, he just, oh, get out of there, your place is cursed. It will steal your soul. Moment. Yeah, very Scooby Doo, and actually probably some of the best acting in the movie. And he says the place <laughs> is cursed by the ghosts of thirteen slaves, and they're all damn fools if they stay there. He warns, them, leave before the ghosts take their souls, because by tomorrow you'll all be dead. And I wrote in bullet. It's like, okay, at this point, I'm ready to throw in the towel in this movie. This movie cannot stop pissing me off. Uh, it First, it can't even get the timeline straight. It changes its backstory and character relationships. And now, at this point in my time, I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're changing the whole premise of the movie from a slasher to a goddamn paranormal movie. Because what the fuck is about to happen in this movie? I'm just irate at this point. And I just wrote, <laughs> fuck you, holla, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> So we cut to Monica trying on her wedding dress, and we see a close-up shot of the locket sitting on her purse. And by the way, the dress looks awful, in my opinion. I thought it was a hideous dress. Just, just throw my two cents in there. Mama Bear comes in, notices that Monica is not wearing the locket, and she gets real upset. And Monica tries to be Monica's trying to be real cool. Like, listen, I appreciate everything you do, but I just don't feel right wearing it on my wedding day and marrying a new person. I should be wearing this. So this is when I found out that this was Monica. Okay. That, that this was Monica because it's like you're not wearing this. Why aren't you wearing? it? I'm like, who the fuck? Wait, Monica, Monique, what? Ah, that's where I figured it out. Yeah, it's fucking confusing as hell. Um, so mom, she ends up giving it back to Mama Bear. And Mama, again, gets all, she's visually upset. I mean, you can, it visually says that she's all pissed off about this, and she leaves. So just really quick about the facial reconstruction. So she had her face completely reconstructed. I mean, we're talking drastic differences. She also must have shaved off about two inches out of her bones to shrink down about two inches shorter. And she got a butt implant and a giant titty job. Yeah. Because, man, she's a short, thick chick compared to Monica, who is a little taller and oh, very same. slim. Yeah. And very sharp, like very... Very, bo- very angular nose. Very... Yes, very I mean, sharp facial features. Movie, but... It's crazy. Yeah. There, it's, it's not it's even close. It's impo- medically impossible to do right, this. Right, right. Or you look like a fucking monster yeah if yeah. someone tried Holy to do that to monster. you um so it, again i put now at this point i'm thinking that mama bear is going to be the killer in this movie because we haven't seen veronica since the opening of the movie right and every time we see mama bear now she's getting upset and she's getting dissed and yeah mm-hmm. and it's they're like and also do you remember when they were hard. driving when they were driving they even said you think she's okay driving by herself and they showed her and she's driving she's following everyone sitting in cars together and she's driving all by herself yeah <laughs> I mean, so I, like I said, I was running this as I had, so I didn't know what's happening at the time. But I was like, "There's way, too, there's pushing it too hard that they're focusing on how Mama Bear is getting all upset all the time." So the Hispanic grounds, the Mexican groundskeeper is watching in his room watching Night of Living Dead, which is another callback for the first Holla one. Holla one, yeah. It's almost the same scenes too. Yeah. And he's got candles lit all over his room, which I don't know what's with all those candles. So yeah, he's like in this shitty, weird little room. Yeah, which, mm-hmm. again, makes it, because later we see it's in the middle 
have all the other nicer rooms. So like, what? Why is that room so shitty? So he's sitting in this room and he hears like noise and he turns out the TV and he whips out a map. Mm-hmm. He opens up the map and it says me in the me. middle and but it has got, like the... starburst like graphics around like pens like scribbled. Yeah, it's, it's very like, very artistically done. It says me in the middle and of the of the map and all the rooms around him are the rooms of the lady yes. the it's is particularly the women. Yeah. So he's basically a peeping Tom. Oh, he's a complete peeping Tom. In the middle of all so he's got a small room in the middle of all the normal rooms and he can look into each one. Actually, technically if I remember his room's on a corner. So he he'd be he's connected to two other rooms at least. But I did do this opportunity of pausing and it's like, okay, I can learn some names now. So I at least got names of people, but I don't know who the fuck the names match Who's with the faces. Who, yeah. I know we have an Alton Who's live? Who's in the solo room? We have a Renee and Susie. We have Claire, who's in the solo room. We have Slick and Robbie, Monica and Mickey. But I still don't know what who half those names go to. Alden's the gay guy, because the gay guy is probably my favorite character in this whole movie. Okay. Um. So he, yeah, this we, yeah, he's a peeping top because he w- watches Rappy get undressed for a little bit, and then Monica walks in, and this is where I finally learned that Rappy's name is Mickey. But fuck it, she's Rappy to me from here on out. Sure. And she, Rappy tells Monica that she might not make the party tonight because she's having bad menstrual cramps, or well, cramping anyway. Um, Monica gives him Midol, and which Rappy immediately throws the Midol away in the trash can as soon as Monica leaves the room. So something's up. Something's up with Rappy. And in the kitchen, Mama Bear gets is getting bitchy with Claire because Mama Bear just hates everybody. And and Claire is the mom of uh, the, the new fiance, new fiance, and she, and she's Jamaican man. She Yo, talks like so a Madame Cleo, thin. very bad Jamaican accent boy. It's, Why don't you yeah. make me some nice? Uh, uh, I don't know what's Jamaican food. I don't know, Creole something. No, that's French. Or that's Asian, like Cajun. Think, yeah. Shit. Fuck, she did. She go. Hey, it's a nice Jamaican patties in there. They make a good appetizer, man. What the fuck's a Jamaican patty? I don't know. But in uh, her ex, oh, maybe really she has some jerk chicken, man. There's a Jamaican food for you. It's some jerk chicken. Uh, so sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to subject you all to that. Uh, no reason. I get no other reason. I meant even mentioned this scene in the kitchen is because it just continues to hammer home the fact that Mama Bear is getting more and more yes. pissed off and yeah. pissed off at people. Uh, so the party now start has started. We're moving ahead to the party. Music's blasting. Everyone's drinking, smoking weed. Um, Ro- the white girl Roslyn and the Asian girl they start doing some dancing in a circle like some teasing stuff like that nobody it's, it's, ever it's the quote unquote strip part of the party remember where when nobody, they said yeah. when they said you know we'll strip for you and you strip for us and no no TNA but nobody yeah. strips yeah <laughs> well they kind of you know they just dance around their underwear basically except Ros- Roslyn doesn't even take like, one thing off but, anyway anyway Um. so during the, se- the dancing sequence we get a POV shot of someone outside the house looking in through the windows dun 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 and one by one, each girl gets up, does her dance in the circle until the one girl has a wardrobe mal- malfunction. Yeah, it's like a Janet out. Jackson titty slip moment. Yeah. And there's a record scratch. Yeah. You know, and it's, it just ruins the moment. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, a titty. Oh, a titty. <laughs> and she runs out of the room. Like, why would that ruin the moment? I'd be like, oh, girl, your titty's out. You yeah. know, what? what? It's like, like everyone's like, everyone just like, oh. Shaking their head. It's like a church party or something like well, that. What's like, going on? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys are all slutting it up, dancing around in your fucking little outfits. Yeah. And then a titty pops out and stop the presses. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So upstairs, uh, Claire and uh, Michael, the cop, are, they're in bed together. Michael's trying to get some action, but Claire seems more interested in watching 
the season's finale of what I can only assume is the black version of The Office. Dude, I was thinking the black version of The Apprentice. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's there's it's just black people in like dress suits, like suits, suits and, and power an suits and in an office building and they're talking. There's no sound and she's just going. <laughs> And one yeah. thing they keep from like a uh, like a guy talking straight to the camera, like a head, yeah. like the head talking. Kind of like shot. a Michael Scott kind of moment. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, like, I, you know what? That, that probably makes more sense. Yes. So Michael's like, fine, whatever. I'm going to go have a cigarette. Yeah, he goes outside to have a smoke cigarette and runs into the girl that had the titty pop out in the hallway because she's having trouble getting her room key to work. And so he stops to help her. And he mentions that uh, she thinks. The girl says, all the girls hate me. All the girls hate blah, me. Blah, blah, blah. And, and he's like, no, you're beautiful. They're, the others are just jealous. And she, they share a cigarette together in the hallway, which, of course, leads to Michael just fucking the doggy next style scene, over the bed. She's bent over, ass, face down, ass uh, up. That's the way we like to fuck. Uh, boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, so he's just going to town on her. Yeah, he is. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's literally, and they even show the cigarette's not even done smoking. No, no. The cigarette's not even done. Nope. It's still in the, it's like, it's still a little bit left on the butt. Those two work So fast. literally, literally, the time it takes to smoke, less than the time it takes to smoke a Where's cigarette like, what, seven minutes this is the average like the seven minutes uh, not that. even that long man he's got her bent over clothes off and he's going to yeah. town barbados slim but damn i know where claire just walks in and catches him and i'm like what the fuck like why is she just walking into somebody else's room like, maybe she no maybe she heard a little even okay, okay even if she hears somebody fucking in the room you don't just walk into somebody's room. That you just you knock. Maybe he had that sweet Barbados swim love. <laughs> it doesn't even like make that. sense why she even left the room in the first place because she was so like, no, I'm not leaving. I want to watch my show, my show, my show. Oh, I hate it. There's like, there's no. The only thing I think this whole scene is for is an excuse to get the cop out of the house. Yeah, that's the only reason I think this even. Exists. So that's what happens. He gets caught and they kick him out. Yeah. And it's a big scene. Everyone's watching as he gets on the bike and he drives away. Yeah, the white guy, though, it's kind of funny. He's like, yeah, man, it's it's a bummer you got caught. I would hit it, too. And the cop's like, yeah, man, you know, it's not worth it. He's like They had, like, a little heart-to-heart. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Um, we did see Rosalind getting out of a car while wearing a completely different set of clothes than what she was wearing. The last time we saw her, which was, like, two minutes ago, dancing in, like, a schoolgirl outfit. And I'm like, where the fuck did she go? We never see her leave. How is she out in the car? And we saw her, like, what? I people, ah, I hate this. There's no sense of what she's doing in that car or how she got there. And I, I don't think the people in this movie are even trying anymore. I, I think they just th- gave up. Like, we don't fucking care what's going on. So, Raza says she has to go make another phone call. And she takes Super Spoda with her. And they end up, basically, long story short, they end up going at it up against some building or i guess maybe a yeah, barn they, or something and you know she something. she takes her clothes nice body yeah she's, she she gets naked and she's got a nice body she's got some really nice tits um and he wants her to call him black while they fuck which kind of is funny. kind of funny yeah because yeah. he keeps calling himself a reverse oreo i'm yeah. white on the outside but chocolate on the inside and yeah. she's like no you're white dude yeah you're so white <laughs> So they're going to town yeah and then suddenly mid fuck super spoda just gets shot in the back with an arrow which nearly goes into Rosalind too, and I do say I do like the top-down shot of the yeah. arrow coming through Superspo's chest and the bloody tip right between Rosalind's cleavage, cleavage, 
is a uh, Azuk is a good yeah, shot. Yeah, Azuk, yeah, Azuk yeah, shot. yeah. Rosalind screams. She takes off running as the figure in black comes out up from the darkness behind some trees. But she doesn't run very far. It's yeah, like she, she runs like, like five steps. Yeah, she runs like maybe ten feet. Stops, Stop. starts looking around everywhere. Yeah. she's looking all over the place. Like, except yeah. for like right behind her. Yeah, she turns yeah, around because as soon as she turns around, wham, whap. She gets hit in the head by a rock, and not like a because the, the killer throws a rock at her, <laughs> hits her in the head, and she goes down, which I think was pretty fucking pretty funny. funny. And so she falls to the ground. The killer stands over her with rock in hand, bashes her repeatedly in and the head. All you see are her tits. You and don't see her head getting. You don't see her getting hit in the head. No, th- I'm just this. Like you're saying, this is maybe one of the best off death camera scenes. Kind of, yeah, I guess. They're not going to show them actually get like the head. The rock hitting the head. Just show some titties. <laughs> yeah, just just show some titties and like make this this. You see you see a bloody rock raise and come down titties. Bloody rock, come down. You don't even see titties. that. You just, it's like it, I don't think it's that. It's just you hear the sound and you see the body twitch. It's just so titties bouncing. Titties yeah, bouncing. yeah. And then all of a sudden they stop. She like yeah. you can tell she like holds her breath. She's like, uh, uh, and then all of a sudden they, the director's probably like, hold. She goes, because yeah. <laughs> her muscles flex like her you know she's got a tight body so yeah. you can see like her muscles tensing in her stomach like she's holding like her breath like Ur. as much as i like i, I actually enjoyed this scene they, to me they fucked it up by showing Rosalind's head after the kill yeah which there's hardly any damage to her her skull would be in pieces after that beating right her face would be a bloody disgusting Smashed mess up. but they decide that eh, was put some bruising on it and a little bit of blood on her like, why even show right, that? Right, it's pretty just, bad. Just, you would have been so much better. Don't even show the face. We we got we the get idea. It. So, back inside, Slick decides to go. Now, he wants to go have sex with the girl that just got caught having sex with the cop. With Barbados Slim. Yeah. yeah. So, we cut. Now, we, but that's a quick scene to come to Rappy in her room. Now, this is where she turns out to be a sleazy, two faced bitch. Because she's stealing. All the music files from the band's computer and transfer them onto her, onto her own. And the whole time she's talking to herself about how she plans on going solo without them bitches. So maybe that, that's what the that, phone calls that, are that's about. What okay. That's what the yeah. phone calls are probably about. I must have missed that part. Yeah. So she's yeah she's double crossing. Once she's done with the laptop, she heads into the bathroom. The killer walks in on Rappy while she's brushing her teeth on the toilet. Yeah, this is gross. So she's sitting on the can, <laughs> taking a dump. Or, or peeing, whatever. I guess. Yeah. But she's brushing her teeth yep. while on the toilet. And I'm like, this is gross. Yeah. This is nasty. Yeah. I thought it was like, Rap- Rappy screams and the door closes behind the killer. Don't That's, see it. You yeah. don't see anything. But she screams. She does scream. But there is, I believe, music still playing downstairs. Yeah, okay. I don't but whatever. So we, you see a thunderstorm rolling in as the rest of the group is chilling downstairs, continuing to smoke and drink. Um, Monica chimes and tells them about the blind guy that she met and the supposed curse. Now, this is where the Asian girl chimes in with some more backstory about the slaves. And uh, the gay guy overreacts. He's like, oh. <laughs> he has such an overreaction. It's hilarious. Sorry, I love that guy. And he, then, he's probably the best actor out of all of them. And he happens, and he mentions that there happen to be 13 of us, too. Yeah. 13 slaves, 13 of us. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. And so, one by one, they start heading up to bed, leaving the Asian girl and black guy and wife beater Yeah, alone. we don't know his name. Don't know his name. And she starts taking pictures of him because she's like a photographer. That's 
I guess she's like the band's publicist. Or she's in the band. She's a guitar player in the band. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay, I thought she was a photographer. She always has a camera. Well, she's just always taking pictures. And she's taking she's pictures Asian. of him. Asians and- taking pictures. Come on. Ah! <laughs> I, I missed that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, but we see another Gallywog doll behind him. And we go back to Groundskeeper, back in his room. He also has a Gallywog doll. These things are everywhere. Horatio, yeah. And he's still watching TV, but now he hears people talking in one of the rooms. So he pulls back the sheet to view another people. And this one leads to the room where Slick and the girl who banged the cop are smoking weed. Slick's trying to get in those panties. He's trying. Um, she thanks him for the weed. But he's like, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. Shoot, like, shut, shut it down. Shut it down. Yeah. Uh, but he's still trying to put the moves on him, and which he does come on like this. I know you just want sex. Get out. Mm-hmm. Whatever. He does finally remove, leave. She removes her towel. Some more titties are seen as it looks like the groundskeeper is basically jerking off behind the wall. That's basically he's kind what's of happening. diddling himself. Yeah. yeah. Downstairs, the Asian girl and black guy and wife beater are making out on the couch. Again, she puts a stop to it. Saying that she, if she didn't love her boyfriend so much, she would fuck. She him. would fuck the shit out yeah. of him. I'm like, I'm like these girls are just horrible, horrible girls. Yeah, <laughs> they're cock teases and she, like, at least she doesn't fuck the guy, but she's still making out of the guy. Still, you know? yeah. I mean, come on, you're making out with that dude. Why did you even start? You can't love him that much. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I love him just enough to I won't let you fuck me, but we can do above the, pay, you know, yeah, above the clothes kind of stuff. Come yeah. on. Uh, so. She, they started like, hey, you know, even though you're not going to fuck me, you want to look at some pictures with me? Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, okay. okay. <laughs> so they now, like, if I was that guy, though, I'd be like, all right. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to get her in the pants? How am I going to get her in the pants? How am I going to get her in the pants? Buys me some time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't fault the guy. I don't fault him at all. Yeah. So they're going through the pictures, and she notices, like, what's that? And there's another gollywog doll behind the guy in the pictures now. And they're both confused as to what it is or what what where it came from. Suddenly, a the killer shows up behind the girl with a knife. She screams, and cut to Monica and her man and her and Claire playing cards in bed. They're playing. So, a so both the Asian girl and the guy and the guy are never we're seen again. sitting there. Yeah. So it's two on one. It's two on one, and we don't see what but happens. We don't. You never see what happens. The either one of them. So I again another reason I just fucking hate this movie. Yeah. Um. So more get more of Claire's incredibly thick and over top Jamaican accent, and she's getting drunk on yeah, that Jamaican getting, rum, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, it soothes the soul. Uh, Monica hears a scream, but nobody else does. Yeah, she's the only one that hears this scream. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that scream? And shifting back to the cop banging girl. She's in bed reading a script. Somewhere. I just call her Titty. Okay, Titties. <laughs> no, not Titties. Titty. Because one Titty one. popped out. All right, that makes one sense. One sad little Titty. Because she's got sad little Titties. She, she's reading through a script because she's an actor now, not a stripper. <laughs> um, she answers the door, but we don't see who she's talking to. And she's thinking it's slick. And she says, what, is this some sort of joke? You better put that back before you get us both kicked out of the house. So right off the bat, you're thinking, okay, someone's walking around with that polywog or whatever. Gollywog. Gollywog doll. Or another mask or something like yeah. that. And she closes the door and goes back to bed. Again, knocking on the door. She answers it and immediately just gets stabbed in the head. With an ice pick. With something. It was. It looked and like an ice pick to me. 
this time we see the killer is wearing some sort of orange and black outfit. And just, just for verification, I want Aaron to see. Holy shit, they're going to dress the killer up as a giant goddamn gallywog doll, aren't they? Question mark. Moving on. <laughs> Monica and her man leave Claire's room so Claire can, you know, basically pass out, go to bed. Um, Monica says she wants to check on her mom, or Mama Bear, which is really Dwayne's mom. And they finally learn, and this is where I finally learned that Monica's man is named Robbie. Okay. So I finally learned that. Here. Finally learned him. Yeah. So Mama Bear gets all passive aggressive with Monica. Yeah. And she learns. I guess she, her, she's more important than exactly. me. Exactly. I guess you love their family more than you love me. Exactly. Like, come on. Just fucking suck it up, yeah, bitch. I know. Jesus. You're 40. She's acting like a 13 year old. Yeah. She's like in her 40s. Uh, so Mama Bear says, hey, you want to play cards with me? But Mama's like, Listen, I gotta get up early. We need to go to bed. Yeah, and then uh, and then Mama Bear mentions that she plans on getting up very early again because this movie seems to be setting up Mama Bear for something. She's always something's going on. Before she leaves, Monica does notice a giant pile of cotton in the corner of Mama Bear's room, and when asked about it, Mama Bear just says, "Oh, it's something she's working on for Monica." Something like, "Hmm, a giant life-size gollywog suit for murdering." <laughs> Who perhaps? knows? Maybe. Um, Mama, so Mama asks Mama if the, uh, if the others know about us. Yeah. And, and Mama says no, but she plans on telling them real soon. So right off the bat, that's like a really weird thing to say. Do they it know about us? That's a weird you know, thing. Yeah, and I'm like, and I even wrote that down too. I was like, what is, and they really like hammer that home. They really try to make you like, do they know about us? Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So my guess at this point is that everyone thinks that Mama Bear is Monica's actual mo- mother. Actual mother, not Dwayne's mom. Right. Uh, so Monica leaves, and the camera shows a close-up of Mama Bear wearing the locket now. So, again, really hammer that thing home. Uh, she enters her own bed. Monica enters her bed. She's looking in her bedroom. She's looking for Rappy. While the groundskeeper watches him through the peephole. And I don't know how anyone no- does not notice these peepholes is beyond me because they're not small by any means. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're like, about quarter size. Well, the, what, on his end, they're like a fist size. Well, on his end, they're big and open, but it, it does have the peephole is about the size of a quarter. Uh, yeah. All right. That's still a pretty big hole in the I agree. I totally huge. agree. Yeah. So, uh, seeing the bathroom door closed, Monica assumes that Rappy's in there. He's like, okay, you're in the bathroom. She leaves alone. She goes to bed. We go back to the gay guy who you said his name is what Alton you think Alton, Alton. yeah okay. he's getting ready for bed yeah he's on his laptop he's checking his stocks which I thought was awesome sweet that's why Alton's my favorite man Alton's he's my favorite the markets yeah. and all that he's the best actor and he's got his shit together he's <laughs> investing yeah <laughs> uh, so he hears a knock on the door and he answers it um, armed with a pencil ready to yeah. strike because he's still I guess freaked out about the ghost the slave ghost and it's just slick smoking more weed. Yeah, Slick, Slick has been struck out every chance, every time. He's always just trying to get his dick wet. Yeah. He cannot get laid to save his life. But so the, Slick. The thing about Slick is he reminds me of uh, Stoney from uh, Slaughterhouse Massacre. Because every time we see him, he's always got a joint with him. Like in every scene he's in, he's smoking a joint. It's true. So Slick asks him if he wants to hit this, in which Alt replies, Are you talking about the joint? Or like. You. (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty funny. Yeah. Slick enters the room, leans close to Alton, and it looks like they're about to kiss when he just exhales all the weed smoke right into the guy's mouth. Basically shotgunning. Yeah, there you go. Just about shotgunning. Thank you. I couldn't remember the term for that. And uh, 
Slickton just takes off both of their shirts. He takes off his yeah. shirt and then takes off all his so shirts. So Slick is like, I don't care. I can't get pussy. I'm going to get some dick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that's a big turn. Well, you know, and they even mentioned this earlier in the show. Like, there's a little moment between Alden and Slick where Alden kind of says, you know, are there going to be any cute boys at this party? And, goes, and then Slick's like, no. He's like, they're all straight. He goes, I've turned straight men gay before and touches Slick. And Slick goes, don't you touch me. And he goes, and Slick says, it's brothers like you that make make – uh, men be on the down low, which is you know closeted gay oh, okay. in the black community. It's a very, it's actually a specific thing in the black community being a closet gay. Oh, I believe that, I and, and, believe and that. it's called being on the down low. Well, yeah, that makes sense. So, so now we have Slick trying to get in Alton's pants. Yeah, because he's so Alton's like, all right, let me go to the bathroom, freshen up. So Slick takes off his pants and gets into the bed. Now the door here begins to swing open. But I don't know what door it's in. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like the curtain went, like, you know, sometimes in those old-timey houses, like, uh, oh, balcony you know, door. balcony door. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think it's you a balcony door. That makes sense. I, looking at it that way, that would make sense. Then. Okay, so the balcony door starts to swing open, and there's a super-fast shot of an arm stabbing something into Slick's neck. And I don't even know this what it is. so goddamn fast yeah. that if you blink, you miss it. Yeah, and Slick is... You know, he's he's chill. I, I, I get it. He's chilling. He's got his eyes closed. He's smoking a joint. So, you know, he's he's under the influence of drugs and alcohol. He's just chilling. But, I mean, it's it's so fast. Yeah, but also the fact he's laying in bed, which is the opposite side yeah. of the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah, again, this How does the person cross and move so seen. quick? And I get it. It's like he's it's, looking at the door. Like, he's the bed's facing the door that the killer would have had to come in. So, yeah, that's why I'm like, I, I, I can't even give it the believability of that he wouldn't be able to react exactly I mean, he's a pretty fit dude he'd be able to react and it's not like and, you know and he's you can tell he's he's a weed pro it's not like he's just complete sure gorged out of his mind or anything yeah i mean so anyway it does show him that, at first i thought it was like a large hairpin but there's like you know what that is it's a black knitting needle i believe they're knitting needles that are being used here, huh. which makes sense at the end of the movie yeah so alton comes out of the bathroom and in the reflection of a mirror, we see that behind the door is a giant gallywalk dial. And again, just for, I can prove my shit here. Holy shitballs, I was right. They dressed the killer <laughs> up in what is basically the black version of a fucking Raggedy Ann dial yeah. costume. And we see the body of Alton fall. You see, um, he slips on blood. Does he? I thought he just dropped his he like, he, he slips on, he sees Slick, and he's like, whoa, what happened? And he slips on blood. Oh, uh, I thought he dropped her knees because he was, like, going to throw up from seeing a dead body. No, he slips on some blood. Okay. Anyway, he looks, when he looks up, we, the Gallywog costume killer stabs him in the face with the pencil. Right a in the temple. fucking pencil. Yeah. A pencil. Well, gay guys do like wood. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's bad. That's bad one. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so we go back to Monica, who's in bed, and she sits up for some ridiculous reason and looks out the window that's right above her bed. And in a lightning flash, she's face to face with a giant gollywog head, which, of course, she freaks out. She's like, ah! But when she looks back, it it's gone. We go to Claire now in bed and someone knocking on her door. She gets up to answer it, and no surprise here, it's the Gallywall killer. Yeah, and and Claire's drunk. And, and she, she is super drunk. 
And the killer easily dispatches Claire but with a she meat goes, cleaver. I know you. You're the ghost. I'm not scared of you, man. And Go then, like, away. turns her back. Yeah, turns her back. And we see, um, we don't see anything except for a meat cleaver get raised and then blood spray the wall. Yeah. And then a, sh- a shot of Claire's head on the floor. Now, the, But the best part about this kill is when it shows Claire's head on the floor and, like, the muscles in her neck twitch. Like, it looks like, you know, like somebody makes a swallowing motion. You see blood kind of spray. Come out the bottom of the, of the neck hole, so I was like, "That's actually kind of cool." And muscle twitch—I like, didn't notice that. Twitch, and then blood comes out. I must have been writing my notes. I didn't notice that. Yeah, so that actually looked good. Um, now Monica somehow hears the head hit the floor. I, I guess because <laughs> she's got like fucking supersonic hearing or something like that, and she starts calling out for Rappy. And she goes to the bathroom and she finds Rappy dead and bloody in the bathroom. In the tub. We don't know how she died. She just bloody in the tub. So she runs for Robbie's room. And while she's banging on the door trying to get it open, the groundskeeper comes around the corner speaking in Spanish. Holding his stomach. He's hunched over holding his stomach. Robbie opens the door. Monica gets inside right as the groundskeeper is about to like reach out or you know close the gap. And she tells Robbie that Rappy's dead and... That and Robbie's like, I'm gonna go out to my car so I can use the cell phone to call the cops. So the two of them leave the bedroom and see a trail of blood leading down the hallway. The groundskeeper pops up from behind the corner and Robbie just breaks a fucking liquor bottle over his head, <laughs> which is a good effect. They actually yeah. show his face get hit in the hit with the blood. I'm like, you can do a good effect there. Why can't you do good effects for everything else? Yeah, well, a bottle break is probably a lot less costly than some other things. Sure, but still. But still I, I see your point. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, so Robbie sees that the groundkeeper has been stabbed twice in the chest or stomach, I mean. And before he dies, the groundskeeper tells him there's yeah. a killer here. He's and they speaking need to like run. broken English, yeah. but he's it's very clear. Killer on the loose. Run, run, run. run get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, he's very adamant about them leaving. And they go, huh. Okay. So he's dead. Yeah. So let's wander around some more. And somewhere in this scene, Monica somehow suddenly has a hand axe. I don't know where it came from, but she the shoulder and she has a hand axe all of a sudden. It was Horatio's. Horatio was when he was lurking down the hall, he had an axe in his hand originally. Mm. He had a little hand axe in his I hand. I missed that. I did not yeah. see that. Okay. So all right. I withdraw my problem with that one. Um, so the two of them start looking for the others, and they basically start finding the body. They find the bodies of Slick and yeah, Alton. You start seeing, looks like the big reveal yeah. is where they find all the bodies. So go, Ma- they go from room to room, they're finding all the bodies. They go back to Horatio to find the keys, yeah, to get find- the keys. And Horatio, again, comes back to life, grabs his hand, run, run, get out of here. So this is twice. This is twice this guy's about to die, and his number one thing is get the fuck out. And what do they do? Nothing. They don't run. They yeah. don't do anything. Um, Assholes. So... Yeah, Monica's rambling on about the killer from her past, but keeps saying, but she keeps saying he and him. Even Robbie's saying, "Do you think he followed yeah. you?" And I'm like, I don't get this. We all know that the previous killer was just why are they saying he? And if she, he knows that she, like this makes no fucking sense to me. Why they they switch this here? Uh, so yeah, Robbie finds the, the key ring on the groundskeeper, and they go into Mama Bear's room. They got oh, we gotta get Mama. And Robbie they, comes over. They see her under the sheets. He like, pulls back the sheets. He's like, oh, she's okay. She's okay. She's okay. And then suddenly, Mama Bear leaps up and stabs Robbie through the head with another one of those knitting needles. 
And, and she gets out of bed. We're talking temple through all the way through. Like the Steve Martin temple. arrow bit. Yeah. yeah. All the way through the yeah. head. All the way through. And I'm like, she gets started, she gets out of bed and starts pulling out pieces of the Gallywag costume. I'm like, <laughs> I was fucking right. Yeah. It not just about the Gallywag costume, but Mama Bears too. And Monica asks, like, why? How could she do this? And what's why? What happened? And Mama Bear's like, tells her we all go a little crazy sometime. And then Mama Bear goes into a like a long, long. monologue. Oh, God, it's like, so long. But it's well done. I have to actually say her acting and her like craziness and her like emotion is the best acting of the whole movie. It it's not it, it's it, not yeah. great. Don't get me wrong. It's not fan, it's not like Oscar worthy. No. But the fact that we've been confronted with some there really some shitty acting. That, I think there are some parts that are over the top in her bad. But sure. overall, yeah, this she's probably the best in But the, in she's the movie. got so much to say, so much dialogue. I mean, it's hard. And but it's it's like woman, six minutes straight yeah. of her just talking. Yeah, which they're gonna be right. She was the one who has like a lot of know, credits, two hundred yeah. credits, yeah, and yeah. a long, lengthy mm-hmm. resume. Um, so she's saying, just saying, we go crazy sometimes. But what is it about you that makes people go crazy? Referring to herself and her sister, and Monica, which at that time we don't. Monica <laughs> says she was good to her, but Mama Bear snaps her back at, "You treat me like a maid for six months, even though she was." She paid for the surgery, yeah. Uh, which is like, again, we've covered that why she looks a completely different person, and that she moved all the way across the country. She sold for, her business, sold her business, and moved from, all the way to this godforsaken to my, state to my yeah. Yeah, Florida. Well, it's Florida. <laughs> <laughs> she then rages on about how Monica treated Claire more like a mother than her, and just keeps griping at other things. She even blames Monica for Dwayne's death by saying that if she would have treated her sister better, she wouldn't have gone crazy and killed everybody. And she continues to rain on saying that Monica took off the lock as she swore she, 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 swore she would never remove. She and, swore she. And that was like <laughs> the final straw. And how dare her fall in love with another guy. Again, she mentions that Monica has a new face and a new life that belongs to her. Like, it's my life. I did all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Monica was supposed to feel the emptiness left behind from Dwayne's murder. Right. And Monica asks Mama Bear, if she, did you kill them all? And Mama Bear's laugh is, ha no, I had some help. And I'm like, fucking Christ. So Mama Bear somehow recruited Veronica to help her plans, to help her with her plans. That's what I was people. thinking too. I was like, what? What the fuck? So Mama Bear goes to a closet and drags out a tied up Veronica. I'm like, fucking A, I called it again. <laughs> from the, and t- Mama Bear tells Monica that it turned out they were Facebook buddies this whole yeah, time. Yeah, 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 which is pretty funny. So their face, so not only is Veronica still a, like a crazed killer on yeah. the loose, but she's also on Facebook and making buds. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and even though she killed her son, Mama Bear will get her revenge soon enough. Yeah. So Mama Bear tells Monica that she witnessed Veronica kill the two white people in the woods. And thought to herself, hey, I can do that. Killing can't be that hard. I just need to be motivated. Yeah, and look you, at her. And you gave me that motivation. And she just keeps talking and talking and telling all about how she decided to kill two birds with one stone and how she caught Veronica in the kitchen. In the kitchen. She's like, she must have been snoring sneak up on me. Yeah. And that's when I, dude, this is the best scene. I fucking loved it. She, she, so Mama Bear is like, she was sneaking up on me in the kitchen and I hid and she jumps out of nowhere with a frying pan. Man. What? Bam, <laughs> bitch. You know? I mean, she just jumps out of, and you hear, gong. gong. Just, 
It's so stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's so awesome. It's so horrible. Uh, Mama Bear mentions that Veronica had the cop's gun, which she is now taking from Veronica. and So she has Barbados Slim's gun. And then she takes over Veronica's killing spree. And I'm like, how did she get the gun? The cop was never killed. He he left. Like I mean, let me explain it, but at this time, I was like, what? So somehow fuck? somehow she got the gun. Yeah, it, never there's, there's no why. explanation. And now once the flashbacks are all over with, Mama pulls out the gun and says that killing the Mexican was her favorite because he was a pervert and a peeking Tom. What a bitch. <laughs> so now it goes into flashbacks again of how Mama Bear killed the Mexican groundskeeper. And I do notice during this flashback, for a man that's supposed to be Mexican, has a Cuban flag sticker on his door, yeah, which I yeah. found just odd. <laughs> and during the flashback, the groundskeeper clearly sees the murder of Titty. Yeah. He watches her get killed. He watches her get killed, and then he goes, ugh. Uh, and he, he panics. And he goes to the phone. And he goes to the phone, to and then there's a help. knock. There's a gentle <laughs> knock at the door. And so what does he do? Why, he puts the fucking phone down and puts on a straw hat <laughs> to go answer the fucking door. I gotta put on my hat before I answer that door. Where Mama Bear is on the other side, and she just stabs him. Why would you put the phone down? You just watched somebody get murdered. murdered. And you're gonna... Say, oh, I gotta answer that door first. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not like someone's pounding on the door, like, help me, help me, or anything yeah. like that. It's it's a gentle knock, like, tap, tap, tap. Hey. Hey. You need some milk and cookies? Hello? You know, oh. No. And, it's, and also the fact that the killer, he want is in the room right next door, so you know the killer's probably right there. Like, god damn it. <sighs> so, uh, anyway, back to the present. Monica asks her why she killed them all. And Mama Bear replies with, well, I guess crazy is as crazy does. And I was like, wait a minute, is that from the Key and Peele show? Or is that Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump, Maybe yeah. Forrest Gump or some Key and Peele in there? Mama Bear goes back to telling Monica to stop calling her mom. And so we finally learned that her name is Marion. Her real name is Marion. Who fucking knows? It doesn't like matter. an hour, 20 minutes in this movie where we finally learned her name. And Monica starts trying to talk Marion down. She's saying, like, I'll even testify on your behalf. We'll work this out. And Marion suddenly, she fires the gun. Blood sprays on the Monica, but we don't see who got shot. I can only guess that Marion shot Veronica. Yeah. That's the only, yeah. because it doesn't show anything. That's what she did. She she shoots Veronica. And I was like, holy shit, she just shot Veronica. But all of a sudden I started thinking, Veronica's been shot twice in the chest. Center mass. That bitch ain't dead. And so. Kind of like tagline. Yeah. That bitch ain't dead. dead. Uh. So she goes on to say that there are two options. Option A, they leave together and start over. Option B, Marion shoots Monica and then shoots herself. And then during Marion's rants, the cameras keep showing a motionless Veronica on the floor. So I'm like, okay, they keep showing her, so something's going to happen. And Monica's like, okay, we can start over. That's fine. That We can move on. It's, that's okay. And she's like, come on, can I get a hug? Let's bring this, let's hug this yeah. out. So they hug, and Marion goes into how they're going to pin it on Veronica. It's like how they're going to set up we the have scene. To make it look good. So gives so, her the knife to cut Veronica cut to cut Veronica free so they can set up the body. Which is weird because I thought they showed like uh Monica, Monica had the the axe behind her back at one point when they were hugging. Who knows? Um so, No, no, she did have both hands. Okay, so oh. Monica bends down to start untying Veronica, but she grabs the knife and stabs Marion in the stomach with it, and makes a run for it. Marion starts stumbling after her. Oh, you bitch! Yeah. <laughs> Monica briefly hides from Marion. I mean, briefly, 
because she lunges out from her hiding spot to try to stab Marion with the knife, but she misses. Worst knife charge ever. And maybe that's because Monica decided to let out a fucking battle cry before she launched She is running from like 10 feet away going, <laughs> with like knife raised overhead. Yeah. Gives Mama Bear <laughs> enough time to turn, look at her, shake her head, go, and bitch, this, please. And just like sidesteps. And sidesteps. Which causes Monica to she lose falls. her balance and fall flat on her fucking face. And turns around now, she, Marion has the gun pointed at uh, Monica. Now, just uh, again, because of the, what I said about my notes, watch this as I mm-hmm. was watching the movie. I say, uh, asterisk. Now, I pause the movie here to make a prediction. I'm predicting that Veronica comes back to life since it has been proven that she can't survive being shot at point blank range and saves Monica by killing Marion. If for no other reason than she wants to be the one to kill Monica. So Monica and Veronica will get into a struggle of some sort with Monica coming out on top, killing Veronica, most likely by shooting her in the head. That's my prediction from here on out. Pretty, I mean, it's solid. Yeah, now I unpause the movie. Mary is about to get shot when Michael, the cop, comes back. Barbados Slim! Saying, I think that gun belongs to me. Marion turns around to see Michael pointing another gun at her, and after a short standoff, Michael just shoots Marion, Mama Bear, killing her. And he does actually check for a pulse, though. He does check a pulse. Michael explains that he came back because he realized he forgot his sidearm. And what a fucking (laughs) shitty cop of all things to forget or leave behind. I'm pretty sure the fucking gun would not be on that list. Well, he was getting kicked out of the house for banging titty or whatever. in his holster, not... Sure. So anyway, Monica shoots. She has a gun now. This is is the best. This is the best. So it's like, she's dead. Oh, yeah. I came back to get my gun. And she goes... Oh, yeah. And Monica just takes the gun and shoots the dead body in the yeah, head. She shoots Molly again. right in the head for good And I'm measure. sure the cop was just like, what the fuck was that for? Yeah. And Michael. That's so horrible. Yeah. Michael's calling in, call on the rail. He's calling for backup saying there are 12 bias here. And then Monica chimes and says, no, there's 13. Boom, boom, boom. Michael, Monica leave the house and we see a bloody hand slam up against a pane of glass. Roll the fucking credits. Whose fucking hand is that? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. There's no. It's like there's no rhyme or reason. Who's? It's not Mama Bears because she's been shot twice and shot in the head. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking it's Veronica. I. I, Oh. Anyway, I still think my ending would have been better. Yeah. Personally, I I totally agree. That would have been much better. So, oh fucking a. There's Hollow. There's Hollow two. So we're moving on to favorite kill. There can be only one. Favorite kill. All right. Um, there's a decent amount. There's like, we have at least a lot of kills. 13 in the house. And, that, and then you have the two in the opening. Yeah. So we have 15 kills in this movie. But they're all, all most of them are off screen and shitty. Of them we don't even see though. Rhapsody, <sighs> Asian girl, and black guy and white beard. You don't even, you don't see, even see his body. He, yeah. He never shows you, up. He may not even be dead. Nope. <laughs> you know what? Because remember. There was Asian girl and black guy and white beater, and they, they, she screams, maybe the black dude and white beater goes, fuck that, I'm out. I'm out. Maybe he's running down yeah. the road somewhere. He's like, screw that, I'm out. Because you never see his body. Nope. And again, that would also explain, remember the two-on-one. If you have two-on-one, and all you're armed with is a fucking knitting needle, yeah. there's a good chance that the other person will grab you or something will happen. Yeah. So and he must have just been to... like, he must have been like, I'm out. Yeah, I think that's exactly <laughs> what happened. All right, so um, what's your favorite kill this weekend? So my favorite kill is actually uh, Trey. 
really? in the very beginning. Okay. There's a couple reasons I like yeah, Trey getting that. killed. Yeah, so, you know, he comes out to try and look for the two bitches. Yeah. Uh, these are his words. Yeah. Uh, and then there is a stab for the back. And this is the only time you see an attempt to use technology or some sort of graphic to actually see physical violence, like the knife coming You're through right. his back. Yeah. That's the only time you see it. And when I first saw this, I was like, ooh, we might actually get to see some on-screen kills. This is their actual attempt at an on-screen kill. It's not great, but it's not horrible. I mean, I get what was going on. He falls down, and then you see Veronica's face. And this is Veronica. And I'm like, yeah, the bitch is back. She's ready to start killing again. Maybe we'll get some more in-depth information about her, what's going on. She stabs him a few more times. She's looking for Troy. It set me up for like a like a decent start to the sequel. I was actually intrigued. Then it all fucking fell apart, but that's my favorite kill. Okay. That's an interesting take. I, that's that's kind of cool you, you went that route. Um, with me, I was at torn between... Uh, I, I liked Claire, even though it's kind of awesome, but I just like the fact that when you see the head, you see the little blood come out when the muscle the thro- uh-huh. muscle and throat twitches. I thought that was a nice, actually, effect. Um, but overall, they all stuck because most of them were getting stabbed with knitting needles and pencils. So Jesus Christ! But um, I'm gonna go with uh, um, I'm gonna go with titties. I knew it. I knew I mean, it. If you can go, if, if you're if you're gonna do off-screen kills, no by way to do off-screen kills and just show some titties. <laughs> <laughs> I said it before. I'm saying it again. I'm going with uh, Rosalind uh, and, and it was titties. I can't argue that. <laughs> so uh, that that takes care of our uh, uh, favorite kills. Moving on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh. What is wrong with these guys? All right. Odds and ends. We always start with our ratings. And uh, this one ran the gauntlet, man. This one was crazy. I, I don't know what happened here. I am. This puts it in the upper echelon of movies we've done, apparently. Like IMDb, 7.1 out of 10. Ugh. Seven. That's really high. Rotten Tomatoes, there's no thermometer score, but as a 67% audience score. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amazon, two point six out of five. Okay, well that's that brings it back down to earth. Brings it back down, yeah. But still, I'm like, holy shit! Like most, like if you look at like Candyman and like or some of these other ones that were big, like they yeah. had like seven point ones and sixty seven percent audience scores. Jesus, that's insane. That's fucking ludicrous. Somebody must have flooded the boxes. I, I, that's what I'm thinking happened. Yeah. Um. So, uh, plot keyword, uh, plantation, Florida, and Cheetah Girls. Were the three that I wrote down. Cheetah Girls. Because I was like, okay, first of all, Plantation, like, in a black movie, why are you going to have Plantation? That seems out, but it explained itself. Florida, just because, well, it's Florida. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Florida. <laughs> everybody, knows, everybody knows about the stupid shit that goes on yeah. in Florida nowadays. And I was like, what the fuck is Cheetah Girls have to do with this? Even watching Cheetah movies, Girls. I, like, I have no idea what this is. I guess girls that cheat? I looked this up. All right. What the fuck does Cheetah Girls have to do with this movie? Well... It was a Disney TV movie series that Kylie or Kelly Keeley Williams was in. She played a character by the name of Aqua Walker. Water Walker. They made two of these movies. They made a Cheetah Girls 2, and it's about a pop music girl group that goes around doing stuff. Rhapsody, perhaps. And it also starred Raven Simone. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So a placky word is the title of another movie that has nothing to do with this movie. Other than the fact that they share an actress. actress. That's weird. ridiculous. That's weird. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. All right, so moving on to trivia. 
Um, we already talked talk about this doll face person. Yeah. But it turns out that Monica Dollface Floyd was also a producer on this movie and plays herself as a nightclub singer. Um, and the only other thing of note is this film was partially funded by Indiegogo money. So I, I guess a Kickstarter type thing. Wow. Um, but unlike Holler 1, Aaron, we have a treat. We have a budget. We get to play the budget game. All right. We got it. Right. Time for Aaron to blow his wad with the budget game. So, <laughs> all right. What is do you think is the budget for Hala 2? Well, we got a Kickstarter. Let's see. A lot of actors and actresses. A lot of payroll. So, I'm going to go 300000 Wow, three hundred thousand is Aaron's guess, and you came in way, way under. Really? You want to? Oh my God! Budget for this movie one million dollars even. What? Yeah, <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like what? A million dollars? And that's the best you can do? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Wow. I will say the video quality it it looks nicer than the first. Sure. Tell, that's yeah. That's how they shot it yeah. on better cameras. Yeah. But the movie still sucks. Like, yeah. Um. And here, you want to take a you, here just for a bonus round. You want to take you want to take a guess at what the gross income of this movie was as of April 26, twenty thirteen. On six, it was only on six screens, but it wasn't the theater. You want to take what the uh, gross was? Sure, I'm going to say it was successful. I'm going to say it actually broke a million. I'm going to say one point two million. Now you overshot. Gross forty one thousand five hundred thirty seven. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh damn! Yeah, <laughs> forty-one man. I make more than that in a year. Shit! <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah. So that's the <laughs> that's bad. It is awful. That's awful. All right, moving on to five star reviews. Is this your guilty pleasure? Five star reviews. All right, from Melissa. Hala is one of my favorite movies. Hala 2 was good. I can't believe her sister is, her sister was still coming after Monica again. Five stars. Uh-huh. And from Customer. <laughs> Campy but keeps your attention. It was so bad, it was actually good. Sharknado, anyone? Five stars. Now, that was all there was. So I look at some one-star reviews. I got to tell you, it did keep my... Honestly... It kept my attention just because they threw enough titties in there to kind of, ooh, well, you yeah, know. The titties help. Yeah. Um, so I moved on to one-star reviews just because there are only two fives. And, again, I only found two one-stars. Good heavens, this movie is so terrible. It's mind-boggling. It's absolutely, positively nothing short of asinine. Really? One-star. <laughs> and from Lynn... You should burn the original. This is the worst movie ever made. The only two sight people, I guess are supposed to be white, people are stupider than dirt and get killed off right at the beginning. Really, what were you thinking? One star. Well, I mean, it is an urban movie. Let's it face urban, it. Yeah, so I get that. I kind of understand why the white people get killed first because typically in the, horror movies, the black people get killed first. Yeah, yeah they, they never no survive. I get that. Too. I've got no problem with that either. So I got it. Uh, but those are the reviews. Holy cow. Ugh. All right. Before we wrap it up, final recommendations, final thoughts. What you got, Aaron? Well, so bad it's scary. It just doesn't follow through. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I got so excited by the first five minutes of the movie, the way that, like, 
I already explained it how yeah. she came and you know you're not Troy, and I was thinking okay now she's hunting down Troy something this this could be interesting. Nope, completely fell flat. M- murders were bad. Acting was worse. I uh, I think I'm gonna agree with you on this one. I probably lean towards so bad it's scary as well. Um, even though it looks nicer, but it there's so many things that piss me off about the timeline fiasco that they change character backstories. They nothing makes sense. Uh, I also get really tired of everybody. Every time somebody gets a somebody knocking on their door, it's a murder. Knock, 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 kill. Knock, 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 kill. Knock, knock. Yeah. It's like there's no suspense anymore. Oh, this person's about to kill because they got. It's like watching the video in the ring or something. Like, oh, they watched. They got door knocked. They're dead. It's yeah. The way this movie went, it's like there was an hour of just like suspense and titties and you know a little bit of little bit of maybe one person got killed and then the next half hour was just all thirteen people getting killed over and over and over and over yeah. again. And dr- I, not to even mention the fact that they dressed the killer up in a fucking j- ridiculous, goofy costume. Like, what? So now here's my question to you. Which one would you rather watch? Holla or Holla 2? Holla 1. Me too. Me too. Holla, I think, was makes, better. It's awful, but at least it made sense. A little more sense. A little more not sense. a lot more no. sense, but some more sense. Yeah. So, I agree. Holla 1. If you're going to watch any of these two movies, watch Holla. Yeah, the original one. Uh, now, if I you're guess, a fan of titties, though, watch Holla 2. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, that's going to wrap us up this week. Remember, follow us on Facebook. Uh, check out our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at so bad it's scary. Uh, we're also on Instagram at HorribleHorrorPodcast with underscores between the words. And you can check us out on Podbean at HorribleHorror.Podbean.com. And check us out, subscribe to us, like us, all that good stuff on the awesome, awesome, totally free iTunes. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Peace out. Any, any last words, Aaron? Hello, hello. All right, Moon Goons, take care.